FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 399 of the podcast that goes snicked, snicked, cough, <coughs> snicked. <laughs> I'm your host, Jason, I wish I had a better healing factor venable, and I'm joined <laughs> once again by the Scowl Bros and Ian. Uh, hey Georgie, Dan, Ian, how are y'all? Yo. Hello. I'm good. Uh, you didn't rhyme. It was at Scowl Bros, Joe, hello, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, um, yeah, wanted to get together and talk about, uh, well, what I thought was going to be Kenny Pride's funeral, and then I read the issue. <laughs> Not quite how that played out. But, um, <laughs> anyway, we have a handful of new comics to talk about. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and jump right in. Any preamble? I know you guys have been paying more attention than me to the, the DC news. Um, that was all out yesterday. Anything y'all are particularly excited about? I think the, uh, and I, I mentioned this to you guys, I'm kind of worn out on Batman, but that trailer looks pretty good, and uh, I really, really do like that director. I think he did a couple of, um, of the Planet of the Ape movies recently, right? I think, okay. um, like, visually, I think it looks really nice. I, I'm not, like, super excited for it, but it's, I'm starting to come around to the fact that maybe I want another Batman movie. Okay, awesome. I do like the look of um, Zodiac 7 Batman. (laughs) But I think I was more excited about the fact that I can be Tim Drake in a computer game and beat people up with neon lights. (laughs) Awesome. That looked fun. I was surprised. Like uh, Shazam, I I think, is one of the better movies DC's put out. It's kind of... It has... it's really awkward because it has really great moments, really kind of bad moments. But I was really excited to see what news would come out. And the only thing I, I, I found out, Jason, is that the comedian Sinbad is going to be in the next one. And that is awesome. I hope that he's is a all- wizard. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be perfect? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Has he done a movie since, like, First Kid or whatever that was? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> oh, first kid. I need to rewatch. I, need to, I think that's a movie I need to make Ethan sit through. First kid. <laughs> but think, next time that he's a bad, bad boy, then you have to, <laughs> right, have to punish him. Right. Instead of being grounded, you have to watch Sinbad movies. <laughs> Actually, I know it's not a very popular opinion. I really liked him. I know... Jingle All the Way does not hold up well for a lot of people, but I actually still enjoy his performance in that. So. Jingle All the Way is a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah, I watch every Christmas. Nice. nice. <laughs> it's such a strange... I wonder who thought up the idea. What if we had Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Sinbad? You know, <laughs> <such> an odd <laughs> pairing. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> But it somehow works. Somehow. It's one of those. It's like, we'll get the one guy who has a lot of trouble speaking English, 
and the other guy is Arnold Schwarzenegger, and we'll just try to figure out. <laughs> I, I, that's a dumb joke. I don't even think it makes any sense, but I just wanted to say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Hey, you, you know, you gotta test out your chops every now and then, right? So mm-hmm. this is a a good white audience to do that on. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, um, anything else? Do you see that y'all saw? I'm glad, Dan. You get. To, I know do, Tim Drake's one of your faves. So I'm glad you get get to play him a little bit. That'll be fun. I thought things were fun. I thought some things just looked appalling. I think that about covers my opinion of DC as a whole. (laughs) 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 Wow. Very broad strokes. Right. (laughs) That that Suicide Squad movie could be fun. They got like 40 different actors there just ready to be killed off every five minutes. Who knows? Milestone's coming back, and that's why I'm excited for comic book-wise. Because I'm really like, where's the comic book news? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I want to... They probably don't have much comic book news um, with no one being there anymore. (laughs) But they said there's a Static Shock book that's coming, I think. Uh, That was one of them they confirmed. Yeah, they're doing a full full relaunch next year. But it might be the only relaunch they have since they'll probably only have like four Batman books by the end of next week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. All right. Yeah. I'm excited about Wonder Woman. That's really all I paid a whole lot of attention to. Um, but yeah, I think I'll 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 gradually digest some of the rest and mm-hmm. and see what I, I want to check out. Um, but yeah. But luckily, Georgie, if any of those Suicide Squad cast members want to come over to the X Men universe, they can all just get resurrected. And that's the worst segue I have, but it's the only segue I have. Um, <laughs> to um, X-Men comics. So, uh, first up, we're going to talk about Giant Size X-Men Phantom X. So, Georgie, I believe you're on tap for this one. Yep. Uh, Jason, just make sure all of your segues this week are, are just as glorious. That's my <laughs> request. Okay, I'll do what I can. Yeah. Uh, Giant Size X-Men Phantom X. Uh, Jonathan Hickman, story and words. Rod Reyes, story and art. VCs Ariana Mayer as letterer. Tom Muller as design. And the cover is all Rod Reyes. Uh, it's it's kind of a, a standard amazing Rod Reyes cover. of Phantom X, pointing guns, crazy eyes with the aim soldiers underneath. Um, I love that we always get these like weird scratch lines in a lot of his artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, funny enough, like I think it's a really nice cover. I think the artwork inside is even crazier and more amazing, but uh, I thought this was appropriate cover. What'd you guys think? It's appropriate. Yeah. I like the cover quite a bit. I think it's a pretty striking image. Um, Phantom X is always visually interesting. Um, uh, We'll we'll, we'll start with that. (laughs) It's always visually interesting. (laughs) And um, I don't know, there's something about Rod Reyes's People can do AIM soldiers can either look really, really stupid, or they can look kind of cool, or the best artists can make them look both. And I think Rod oh, Reyes yeah. does a really good job <laughs> making them look really stupid and really awesome at the same time. <laughs> I like that it sort of leans into the Diabolique um, influence. Well, he literally is just Diabolique. Um, influence of Phantom X. It was the way, it, way it's colored. Mm-hmm. It's cool. 
All right. Well, uh, let's jump into it. Uh, first off, I, I, I think this is maybe the best-looking uh, X-Book that we've read since the last time Rod Reyes was on an X-Book. So I was super excited when uh, to find out that he was he was drawing this one. Uh, don't know about you guys, but uh, his, the, that New Mutants run he had was just lip-smacking delicious. Um, so we start off here. We're in the world, and uh, we have some scientists talking about how they are uh raising kids it's it's kind of corny and hilarious and evil at the same time this dialogue which you know hickman balances really well here um and they talk about how they have like a assembly line of kids with one chromosome is, is different from the next just to uh test out a bunch of stuff until oops there's there's two of the same and uh one gets thrown out who happens to be phantom x so does that make him the mutant then like i i'm still so unclear on on his history and what he is. And, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. All I really remember is he, he shoots guns, he's kind of odd, and then Charles took over his body uh, at the end of that whatever he's, run that was. He's he's a he's a essentially weapon 13. He's a sentinel, essentially. 14, yeah, weapon 14, 15, something like that, right? Yeah. He's essentially designed to kill mutants, but it's not really clear at all that he's designed to do that in this book. You make it sound like there's some hints of that. There is literally none. No. <laughs> now he's just a mutant. <laughs> With him. Yeah, he, yeah. He doesn't even like that. Yeah, true. He's just wrong. I love that. But only, only he and uh, Moon Knight have decided to go like all white suits all the time, and his are always <laughs> like glowing. It's it's kind of lovely. Uh, but uh, he's going in with the the Howling Commandos to inf- infiltrate the world, see what's up. And this book is just, uh, you know, a, a few vignettes with, with Phantom X with the n- different uh, supporting cast going into the world as it evolves and him reaching out to his, his twin to see what's up. And it's just, like, fun moments with the, the howling uh, commandos shooting and growling in the dialogue. And and, and uh, Phantom X meets his brother and he's like, how you doing? And his brother's like, I'm good. And, like, that's it. <laughs> and then it's like, a decade later... I think I'll go visit my brother again. I might need some backup. And 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 he gets um the Hellfire Club. They go in. More crazy space alien weirdness happens. He meets his brother. He's like, "What's up?" He's like, "I'm good." And and that's it. And it it feels as a, as a as a person who doesn't really converse with his family that much, it felt really like at home. <laughs> Like, oh, I haven't talked to my sister in about eight months. Maybe I'll give her a call. You know, it's it's like that. I it's just like there's not a whole lot of depth here, right. other than Phantom X really trying to reach out to his family to see what's up, and we just enjoy the artwork, enjoy the crazy visuals, and it's hinting at something's coming. There's a little bit of a build up until we get to the end where um, Storm and uh, M and a dog are like, hey, we need your help. And they uh, go back in for one last trip into the world. Uh, there's, there's, you know, some fun dialogue where, where Scott and um, and Wolverine, uh, Wolverine sighting, get to go into the world and, and shoot some stuff and cut some stuff up. And as you mentioned, Jason, the, the AIM soldiers are incompetent and hilarious and evil all at the <laughs> same time. I just, it's not like greatest thing that's ever been done but like it's infinitely fun to just like flip through and look at this artwork yeah and if you want to read the words 
they they like enhance what's going on. It's not necessary to be honest, but uh, I just found this like a really fun book. What did you guys think? I, I'm deciding that Phantom X as a character is willfully obtuse. <laughs> like no one really bothers to explain too much or to try to figure out. He's just kind of there. Um, it doesn't help that I don't really remember past stories of his very well either. So he's just kind of someone that shows up every now and then, shoots some stuff, um, and is weird and has a weird backstory that's not really always explained. Um, you know, the gag of him not quite having a consistent accent. Um, and I don't know there's really a whole lot of story here other than setting up that Storm needs to go into the world to cure um, her, her element from giant-sized Jean and Emma. So there's the connection there of a thin story and awesome art. Because this art is amazing. And really, who cares about the story? Um, right. It's just Rod Reyes getting to do really weird stuff, channel... Not only some of his Anderson Cavage, which he's known for, but also um, some notes to like Phil Noto, and then some all, really just unique stuff as well. Um, just, it's, it's a visual treat. Um, it really is. Uh, his Wolverine and Cyclops from the uh, Frank Quietly era look really awesome. Um, it kind of is not like a drastic change in colors, but there's some subtle kind of tonal work with the colors done with a different scenes that works really well i just visually it's a feast hickman i i know there's like a general light through plot that we'll probably eventually see i'm guessing in the giant size storm issue i don't really know how much hickman really needed to be here for this one i love hickman i mean we've talked about him often and i always have great things to say i'm not real sure you know i think ron reyes could just be like hey draw crazy shit and that's all this book needed to be there's some like fun lines, like when he's he's talking uh, to the humongonauts, or uh-huh. a, a little bit of like fun dialogue with Wolverine and Scott and that sort of thing. Right. But uh, yeah, like you mentioned, Hickman isn't super necessary here. Uh, you know, the art I wrote down it's gorgeous, it's gross, and it's grandiose all at the same time. I just right. uh, it's, it's superb stuff. What do you what do you guys think over in uh, in England? I think I'm going to be the odd one out here. On a whole, I don't like it. Uh, like, wow. I'm not a great right. artist, but unfortunately, I to put it simply, I disagree with everything you've just said. Oh my god, <laughs> my last time. Dan, are you sure you guys are okay? I'm like, uh... <laughs> I respect his opinion. Like, I am not going to say it's bad, but the art is not bad. I just, this may sound crazy, but to me, on quite a few points, it just felt like it was rushed out compared to the other art I've seen of his. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I could here, but I'm just, and just going through it, I was bored. I literally started to get tired halfway through the issue. <laughs> I don't know if it's just me or something's wrong with me, but my lord, I just I got through it at least. Well, that's good. Wow. And that about sums my opinion up. I am <laughs> stunned. 
<laughs> so, as I'm seemingly the only person who actually likes Phantom X as a character, or, or just like knows anything, I don't dislike him. I just have trouble remembering what his stick is. <laughs> so obviously, um, this was this this felt very much like Hickman trying to out Morrison Morrison, mm-hmm. uh, who who invented Phantom X and the whole idea. Um, I do really like the fact that. Um, the issue in question, which is the my favorite part of this book, which was uh, the I need to go back to the issue of New X Men, but the actual this actually happens in New X Men where Wolverine and Scott right, go with Phantom. Right, right. It's drawn by Chris. It's drawn by Chris Bacalo, Um the, the the whole entire mission. So I liked the fact that when he meets his his brother in the giant Chris Bacalow created machine man face thing, it just felt like a really nice callback. And visually, I think it's beautiful. I think it's really beautifully painted. Um, the color work is what really um, sort of brings it all home. Because there are scratch, like he does his signature scratch here and there. And I, he does. I, what I do like is he imitates, sort of subtly imitates the artists. He's sort of um, it of the period of where right, he is. Right. Where he is. Like when you do look at the the Bacalo stuff, the 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 characters have a bit more um, bigger shoulders, more pronounced um, physiology, as opposed to when he's doing like the um, the agents of the Imaginot, one of the, the the random people he meets who I had no idea who they were. Um, are those are the Micronaut bad guys. I don't know who those are to be honest. They felt that they felt that it felt that that felt very clean, like nineties sort of esque, and each one, um, each iteration felt different though my my main problem is i always like i i said to ian earlier i confused the world with the vault right so yeah yeah like, <clears throat> i was like because i was like well storm because because what's wrong in running in hickman's is that wasn't storm injured outside the vault in hickman's that's what this is all from which is the the thing that well is it lost. that or is it the the disease they found or maybe they're the same thing because didn't emma and Gene finds, but was that because of the vault injury? Now I'm trying to remember. That, yeah, I think that, you're right. That, I think you're right. There was that. There was that girl in X Men, whatever that Storm tried to help, and right. she sort of vanished. And I right, thought that's the vault, the vault, yeah. And so I was like, all right, so the world would be the counteract to the vault. But I love how it looks, and I really, really like sort of enjoyed the sort of quirky vignette of it all. But there's just part of it's like. I just want one question answered, and is is it like is he is he literally Xavier? Um, is is Xavier still in his other body? <laughs> like that's all I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> is there still another like... body? I, that's that's. I feel like that part is just kind of being ignored. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if off-panel or or maybe we even missed it. He was like, no, I just create another body for him, and I gave him back his body. <laughs> you know, something like that. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they just did that slyly. But it doesn't—it doesn't feel like Charles talking, right? It feels like Phantom X the whole time, right? But I do really, I do really like a lot of this, and I love the color work. I love the choice of costumes, and just generally, it seemed fun. I love—I'm uh, like recently—I've been more of a fan of like hard outlines, like thick, thick outlines on characters. But I love here when there's a, a lack of outline a lot of times, but when he does use it, it's very thin. Or it's it's like oddly colored, so they they stand out. It was just like a little unique little 
uh, detail that I, I appreciated uh, when I'm reading Reyes stuff. Yeah. I'm definitely the odd one out. <laughs> well, that's all right. We'll find something. Surely there's something here on this episode that you really loved. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to it eventually. Let's, um, <laughs> what, before we go, I, I just want to say, uh, leave this book. That is, um, <clears throat> this feels like, I don't know if it's the giant size, but, but Hickman's sort of leading up to something larger happening. And it feels more organic than whatever this X swords thing is happening. It feels forced, forced into all the books. This feels very subtly like things are building up, which I appreciated. Uh, but I did appreciate seeing Cable Sword in this book for with the Humongonauts for a second there. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. That's what that was. Swords are everywhere. I thought it was Something another, like, spirit sword. Swords, swords everywhere, swords. <laughs> oh. Any any other Emotopool fans? A from what? The, from the Humongonauts? Emotopool. Yeah. He's the guy oh. who just has the emoticon as a face. So are these guys made up? <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I was I trying to remember. Yeah. I don't believe that we are anyway. Yeah, Emotopool is a fun name. When he dies, his, his eyes go into crosses and X's. Do you see that? Oh, <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, well, uh, time to vote. Yeah, time to vote. Um, I'm going to give it five out of six claws, but almost exclusively for the art. I'm also going to go five out of six. I thought it was a fun read, uh, gorgeous to look at, with enough words and kind of a story that, that I didn't mind. I give it a four. It's a nice work of art, but it feels like something quite second like you can just for it'd be like a nice surprise when you see it in a treasure chair about 200 years later but it feels more like <laughs> well like something that i could just throw onto a shelf and just let them it's there and i will give it one what? oh my god oh wow <laughs> <laughs> ian did you also think that well the, hey uh, justice league trailer looked really good is that is that what we're looking at here no no you guys ready for a good segue so speaking of ones going to a book that has two of them we're going to talk about marauders 11 (laughs) (laughs) he's on fire (laughs) then ian i I want to do like a star trek mind meld with you so i could understand where you're coming from man there's this there's something i'm missing or that you're missing here that's all right i don't know why i was just boring and doesn't answer anything. To be fair, for a new reader, it is quite... Like, I have no idea who he is. Um, Until you said he was a mutant, <laughs> I have no idea. I was like, oh, so he's a mutant? I just thought he was just a throw-out copy of a human. <laughs> 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 and every person they introduced until the last group, I had no idea who they were. I'm just like, who are these people? Yeah, very, yeah, it's not very it's not very new reader friendly. No, no. <laughs> and considering that I've only ever seen Phantom X in one page of a comic book. Really? Which one? One you showed me some time back. 
serve an example of who he was when he had like a metal helmet that was helping him control something or some bullshit. Oh, Eva. Yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> a long time ago. So I was like, oh, who's this? And I don't know why, but he just feels like a lighter version of someone like Deadpool. <gasps> oh, I, you know, I almost said some of the dialogue felt a little deadpool So I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're going to get to Deadpool later in this, but I don't really like similar, the... With a similar art style, yeah. <laughs> There's a connection. Deadpool, <laughs> yeah, it's Phantom X leads to Emoto Pool leads to Deadpool. There it's you a, go. It's a clear line. <laughs> clear line. Oh, God. Oh, God. We're going to do an old fresh out. Let's go to Limba. See. Yeah, right. You should read Uncan- you should all read Uncanny X Force again because then Phantom X and Deadpool in the same comic book and that'll blow your mind. No, thank you. No. <laughs> Actually, no. Yeah, Uncanny X Force is really good. So yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> Anytime I like Deadpool, I will take all your words for it. All right. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Marauders number eleven then is uh, going to be written by Gary Dugan. Art by Stefano Caselli, colors by Edgar Delgado, letters by VCs Corey Pettit, woohoo, and designed by Tom Mueller. And we have a cover by Russell Dodderman and Matthew Wilson. And on that, oops, went too far. On that cover, we have our Ten of Swords little scaffold that we're putting on these Path to Ten of Swords comics. But more importantly, we have. Kitty in her Marauders uniform, laid in a uh, sarcophagus of plants, and then Storm, Emma, and Lockheed are are pushing her off into the water, and then back on the shore. In Shadow, we have all of Krakoa. What do you guys think of the cover? I really like it. There you go. I actually like something. There you go. <laughs> Yay. I generally thought it was going to be a butt there. No, no butt. <laughs> I think it is beautiful, and for what the issue follows, I feel like it perfectly represents what we're about to read. I think it's really nice. Yeah, I think it's great. Although I, and we don't need to get too deep in this conversation, we've had it before, but the Donnerman, this this cover, looking at it now, and I can't remember where else this is brought up online, but his uh, his black characters are looking lighter and lighter. Uh, Like Storm here looks very Mm -hmm. uh, off- off white, kind of. It's right. And I, th- yeah. I know it's something that's been brought up before. Like I wish uh, that's that's the one thing I wish was addressed a little bit. But otherwise, I, I feel like it's a really appropriate cover. Yeah. Is this a is that a Marauders issue? Because it's always Marauders that gets pulled up for. It like, is. Problem. And then also Come there's an upcoming book yeah. with Monet. Yeah. That Dodderman is drawing where she looks really white. Um. That's uh, that one of the Ten of Swords issues, maybe? I don't remember. Maybe, yeah. I will say one thing. Um, oh, it's Giant Size Storm, I think. Because isn't he drawing Giant Size Storm? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I still need that. Uh, Gene and Emma. Yeah. What were you going to say anyway, Ian? Um, the bow and the flowers. It reminds me exactly of um, when Rogue got put in a... Oh, yeah. Um, thing. In like the early Excalibur. Excalibur, yeah, yeah, good catch. Very nice. <laughs> All right. Well, so in this one we have an opening letter 
from Nightcrawler to Kitty's Corpse. Um, and it's a really sweet letter. Um, and it really, I think, you know, being a Nightcrawler fan, I feel like he's been largely underserved in Dawn of X. I really appreciated kind of this meaning of like the resurrection protocols and his faith and kind of the intersect of all that and how he is the optimistic character in this little vignette of a book of saying, you know, no matter what happens, I know we'll see you again. Um, we have a really nice page of, of Kitty in her coffin with the Marauder's flag. Uh, it's a full-page splash. Uh, she's got silver coins on her eyes so they can send her across the river Styx. Um, but yeah, it just looks really nice. Um, so then we kind of get into the service. They're not calling it a funeral. Um, we get an interesting line that there's no cemeteries on Krakoa. Um, so I guess... For those few non-mutants that come to Krakoa, if they were to die, they would be shipped back home, I'm assuming. Um, but anyway, uh, Emma and Storm, uh, Rachel and Magic are, you know, the most notable characters. Uh, we do get a close-up uh, of Wolverine and Xavier Magneto as well. But I feel like the big characters in Kitty's life are here, for the most part, um, kind of sending her off. And they say, you know, it's not... Goodbye forever. We're going to burn this shell. We're going to keep trying to figure out how to get you back. And Magic and Pyro light the pyre, not to be confused with Empire, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, and they all walk off. And Emma leaves and has has kind of a, a really touching scene where she gets really upset. And then she gets disturbed by Lockheed. And we find out he's finally flown his way back home after being rescued by the... Uh, the Pacific Islander or Asian family that rescued him. Um, so he flies home and Emma reads his mind and he's just a batshit crazy Sebastian Shaw. <laughs> um, <laughs> shooting Kitty and she turns to diamond form and gets really, really mad and swears revenge and then says, you know what? No, no. I'm going to calm down. He will get his, but we're going to do an Emma Frost style. Which I thought was really interesting. Like we've seen her kind of have the, the the gut reaction, like the tantrum, and then she calms down and says, you know what, no, I'm Emma Frost. This is how we're going to handle this. And that was a really cool character moment. Um, so they take Lockheed to get healed. Emma and Nightcrawler are able to convince Xavier to give the resurrection one last try. And then Storm goes on a subway and meets one of these Excel not Microsoft, but the uh, the X desk. Sorry, is the right word. Um, <laughs> agents, and she has a crush on Storm, but uh, she thanks them for the tip off of the bad medicine, and you know, kind of all goes from there. Um, then we go back to the five. Someone makes an off offhand comment about Kitty being out of phase and not wanting to cross the barrier between life and death because barriers never meant anything to her. And that gives Emma the idea and she kind of uses her mental powers and kind of reaches in and finds, I guess, Kitty's soul. Because I guess the, the idea that we get here is all these resurrections haven't worked because before the body can be resurrected, it drowns in the egg sac. So I guess like there's no spark to make it come back to life. But Emma figures that out. She gets Kitty Kitty's essence, soul, whatever you want to call it, into the body. They resurrect her. Um, 
we have a very almost important but weird thing where someone's like, this is the 18th try. And Nightcrawler's like, 18? Huh, what does that mean? And I think it means we're saying Kitty's 18 now, and that's why it's okay for her to be buck naked this whole ish- end of the issue. <laughs> um, I- <laughs> so we can get into it later if you want, but 18 uh, is is like, what is it? it's not a homonym for uh, a word in Hebrew that means life. So oh, that's why, yeah. Okay. And then Nightcrawler being the guy who's going to sort of create a religion for the mutants. I think that was right. significant for him. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, thank you, Georgie. Um, that's, that's much better than, <laughs> than my barely legal definition. Um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but yeah, so they have a nice little celebration. Kitty's reunited with Lockheed and Emma. Um, Really enjoying seeing that relationship continue to blossom into kind of interesting new directions. And that's pretty much it. Overall, really enjoyed the art, really enjoyed the story. What did you guys think? Dan and Ian, why don't you guys go? Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was quite sweet. I thought it was, um, it makes perfect sense that Nightcrawler is, is the main um, now focus in Kitty's sort of funeral slash future life um and i like the fact that it plays it for like they're dead <laughs> um, and like it's a funeral but also plays as the stages of grief really quickly between panels to the point of bargaining and acceptance uh but the bargaining is her resurrection and the acceptance is their vengeance on um sebastian shaw and i do generally um appreciate the 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 little um side story of of storm going to talk to the ex-desk person because that forwards the whole plot of the book for like flings that forward right. as opposed to like just having a we're just we're just constantly focusing on on um kate's death until until we need to move on from this um it's a nice way to stop the story just before X of Swords completely derails the book. <laughs> um, and I do think that for like I feel like this sort of like kind of ends act two of an of, of a clear three act storyline that Duggan's got planned. Um and I think it's beautifully told with the art team and not all the panels work, but they manage to really convey like the emotional intensity of 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 Emma and especially of like Kitty coming back. Um, and Nightcrawler looks very nice all the way through, so I'm a happy man. Yeah, and Joaquin also looks particularly nice in this yes. issue. Yeah. What about you, Ian? Uh, I really enjoyed it, and because I have been behind on my issues. Constant, consistently for the past like months, I had to read eight, nine, uh, basically read the past like three issues, this oh, one wow. included. So, doing that allowed me to have a nice little go for it. And the fact that the letter letters that Kitty sends in the previous issue was continued on with his reply in this one, I think All is right. a really nice touch. Oh, I didn't because it's been months between issues. I didn't, yeah, really... <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a great catch again. Nice, yeah, good job. It ends with her last letter to him and starts with his response to her. That's that. <laughs> well, there wow. you go. Yeah, awesome. 
That really enhances it for me, to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that takes it to a different level. It really does. It's just beautiful. And all I will say is Storm is so stylish, I am jealous. <laughs> Never mind Emma, Storm. <laughs> she can wear a hat like anyone. Oh, yes. And it is just... Also, I love the shark person at the service. Mm-hmm. Ah! Shark girl. Is yeah. it shark girl? I have no idea. I just saw a shark yeah, girl. Shark, it's like, shark, shark girl. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's Jason Aaron's fault that she exists. <laughs> I do like the fact that like, the silver coins over her eyes, because obviously, pirate. Ah, uh, yes, it's pirate, not river sticks. Makes sense now. Ah, David Jones. The... David Jones, yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it is, I just enjoyed it from beginning to end. And going through all three, uh, did really just enhance it for me that bit more because I had the fortune of going from one to the next and not have like a month break. So many. But it was just, and this was just the note on it all, is it's just a joy to read from beginning to end from any issue with Marauders for me. Yeah. And, I don't, and if that ever changes, I'll be disappointed. Yeah, well, it's about to change. Because well, the swords come in. <laughs> yeah, and Dugan's jumping off for that one, isn't he? He's taking oh. a break. Oh, to let I someone don't. else take the blame. <laughs> I, I believe the. I believe I could be wrong. So don't don't handcuff me to this statement. But I'm pretty sure the Marauders, the Ten of Swords, Marauders issues are being written by somebody else. Yeah, you're right there. I just don't remember who it is. I'd leave the book as well if my book was going to get annihilated <laughs> by. Well, I mean, <laughs> the complaint often is, well, I have to shoehorn my plot into this crossover. I kind of like the idea that he's like, you know what? I'm just going to take a quick break. Uh, you guys do the crossover without me, and I'll come back when it's done. <laughs> Jason, I forget I the, the, the term. I forget the term, but what is it in basketball where they take time off to rest? Like in between, like Kawhi Leonard does this a lot, where he'll just take a, a, a game off randomly to just rest up. What do they call that? I don't know. <laughs> it's, got a, it's got like a trendy word, but I feel like that's what yeah. he's doing. He's like, nope, I don't want to deal with this. I'll take time off. <laughs> My reputation remains solid, and I'll see you guys in a minute. Yeah. I don't know. You you said the word basketball, and I started crying. So, um. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> I um, I enjoyed this issue a lot. I feel like Duggan is continues to be an excellent writer. Yeah. On both this and Cable, which we'll get to. Um, I say it every time. Great mix of like humor and emotion and keeps the plot moving um i you know this is the third time I'm, I'm going through the book and i feel like i'm enjoying the art more and more every time i go yeah. through it's it's not quite the same as when lolly's on it um but it's it's i wouldn't say it's serviceable i think it's better than that but i i feel like it's not reaching the heights that that uh-huh. uh, the original creative team uh does here i do appreciate nightcrawler getting his moments i think Indirectly, he has another hilarious moment in Empire, which maybe we'll talk about. <laughs> um, but this is this is a really great sort of, as uh, Dan put it, uh, walking through the stages of grief, and uh, us sort of walking through it with our these characters we love and experiencing the the rebirth of Kate here. And I I, I really love this. Um, you know, consistently best or second best x book uh we have going it's uh yeah. I'm, I'm with ian if the day comes that duggan's not on here i'll be i'll be disappointed because 
this is this is this is going really well. I'm in, and uh, I'm intrigued to see what this this third act is is going to happen. Like, is um, is um, what's his name going to get thrown in the pit with Sabretooth for crimes <laughs> against mutanity? Mut- mut- is that how we say it? Um, it's, it's going to be fun. All right. Yeah. Um. I think I think it's Caselli's strongest issue of the book so far. Um. And so. That'll flavor my final grade, um, which which I was going to say uh, for me this is this is six out of six. I love this book a lot. Um, I can step back and say there's a couple of panels that are a little wonky. Uh, one where Kitty's making a durr face is kind of weird, but um, other than that, I think overall it's, it's some of his strongest art. The story is on point. Um, just really really loved it. So what about you guys? Where are y'all going to land? Six out of six. Just flat out. There's, Like I said, there's one or two minor little um, issues with one or two panels, but for what it covers, how it does it, and its delivery of everything, it more than makes up for it. Yeah. Um, I'll probably join you all in six out of six. It managed to nail the most important thing, which is the emotion that you needed for the story. All right. Well, I guess I'll, I'll go a little lower. I'm going to be five out of six. I just, I'm not as enthralled with the artwork as you guys are, I think, and that, that holds Ooh. it down a little bit for me. All right. Uh, it's, it's not awful. It's just not as, you know, you get that really great, you get that really great early first taste, and then, you know, we got <laughs> Sully on here doing good stuff, but just not quite as good. So it's, it's right. a five out of six for me. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Well, Let's stay on the Duggan train, huh? Or Dugan train. How, how long are we supposed to say his last name? Woo-woo, get on board. <laughs> I think it's Duggan because it's two Gs there, but uh, who knows? Sure. All right. Um, I also don't okay. know whether it's Jerry or Gary. But either way, he does cable number three, and Dan, you're going to uh, take a swim through that one with us. Ah, uh, yes. Ace in the pouch. Cable number three, written by Jerry Dugan. Um, <laughs> Jerry. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, all art, every part of the art by Phil Noto. Um, letter, letter is VC Joe Sabino, and Tom, good old Tom, is um, still just designing away everywhere. Uh, and the front cover is Kid Cable, Lon lording over the world with all the weapons he can put on his back <laughs> and a giant red bull balloon <laughs> and it's fun i like his deadpool balloon it's nice you'll float too yeah creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really nice uh it's a really nice cable cover the 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 annoying thing is is notice art is really nice but the like the the font and the design yeah. of the, <laughs> the letters is Horrid and like, <laughs> just looks like it's been slapped on. Like, right, it really it does. Like, like Nighty soft, Windows software. Yep. <laughs> and I, I can only see it as um, K thirteen though. I just flipped through the the previous two issues or read look at the covers and they all have different like uh, fonts for for the titles here. It's weird. <laughs> this is not my favorite. <laughs> so, 
unlike any wise man, he um, and this right uh, Dugan, Dugan Duggery, whatever his name wants to be, um, he revisits the horrible moment in that horrible X crossover thing that sent the original five people X-Men back in time and um, we watch young Cable kill old Cable but what we don't see the first time around was they talk to each other telepathically the end blam um, and then Esme is Esme isn't it yeah Esme's all like why do you keep reliving this crap because she also read the book and didn't like it so right. <laughs> like why are we doing this um, and then they after what happened last time where they were taken out by the robots, um, robot men, men robots, cyborgs, I forgot their names. The galactic people. Space is it people. ROM? Space, space Knights, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they wake up and we find out that the Space Knights are going to like terraform our planet because their friend was dead and they can use the sword to terraform the planet, which I assume is a massive plot point for, <laughs> for Exosorts. <laughs> <laughs> and Cable's was like, Look at me, I'm awesome, as you do when, you, when you're when you a teenager and you show off to like, a hot girl next to you. Um, and he attempts to take the sword back, which he manages to do while spinning it around with his telekinesis. Um, and then, even though they can like consistently fight, they come to the conclusion that, actually, I can help because I may have a time machine and therefore help you guys have your home world back. Um, one quick call to mother, and we go to the old man Cable's grave, which has been dug up by none other than. Um, and this is where we end the book, and it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> none, none other than plot derailing, master of mischief, crowned Deadpool, king of all boredom, um, and he just spiels on for ages until we get to his poker is um pool table which is now the coffin for cable where kid cable just rips his arm off and leaves and then we actually get some actual nice character development between cable and deadpool in the form of two letters um and it's and pretty much i'd say it's the end but then there's a tiny little epilogue of crazy people who are part of the order of x who love mutants so much that they kidnap kidnap mutant children however Someone, I assume the last guy is Tom Mueller himself, because he's put his own design on his forehead. Um, <laughs> and he's all like, glorious! Praise be to mutants or whatever. And that is the end, because that's also a plot point, which is we're not going to see again until Exosword is over, I imagine. Right. Um, but um, on the whole, for me, I like the beginning, then the book died, and I kind of like the two letters a little bit. And then the last bit just was like, mm, eh. like I get that it, I, it's a good story plot that they're crazy. There's a crazy cult, and what, a book's actually going to deal with the crazy cults that have spread sprouted up since Krakoa was, was um born. But I was just spot to myself, when am I actually going to see this again? Because of that horrible crossover that could be good, probably isn't going to be good. Um, but I really didn't like this issue at all. Um, Apart from the first half, I think it. I think it looks really nice. It's really clean. I love the use of um, the the concentric circles for um, telepathy. I think um, the effects and and the color work in the Arctic um, is really beautiful. The fun ideas of the using the sword as like a a blade, a propeller blade to cut people in half was kind of cute and done well. And I do like like the flashes of. Um, his 
eye that flashes yellow sometimes where it goes into it almost looks like the star a star all the time but in different sizes and there's a real great attention to detail but i could right i know duggan's famous for writing deadpool but i was just like nope i do not want it it is literally kryptonite to me right now so yeah it just destroyed whatever goodwill i had for the book um so hopefully it'll get better <laughs> i feel like yeah. people were clamoring for him to get back to write Deadpool a little bit, and I'm sure he he was like, this is an opportunity for me to write the character that obviously he loves because he wrote that book for like 40 or 50 issues, right? Like he did that for a while, um, right before the universe rebooted, right? I think that's when he, he was even, writing it. He, and he even wrote him on Uncanny Avengers when he put him on the team. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mind I didn't mind his Deadpool then, but this for some reason I am just like I am I am not happy with anything that's happening but anyway. there were there were like two deadpool jokes that i i really enjoyed the the one was like come back when you have some hair on your pouches i thought was kind of funny <laughs> um and the one where where um after young deadpool's left or young cable is left and deadpool looks down and says man you made some bad smells previously but boy this is the worst one yet i thought like okay those are actually kind of humorous moments but i i agree with dan like there was a uh, my car just like hit a wall here reading this book when when deadpool showed up and just took over for 10 pages here um i I really enjoyed the art i felt like the the first half was a little and and noto will do this sometimes where the background is is very blank and you're really just focused on his characters uh, you know his his character work is always really detailed and, and gorgeous. Uh, I, I thought. I feel you know, like it's fair though, Georgie, because the background is just the Arctic. Sh- sure, so sure, just... sure. Yeah, it no. wasn't it wasn't terrible. It was just like I I I noticed it uh, this time, and you know no, his 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 Deadpool is is fine. I mean, it looks great. Uh, obviously, um, it's just story wise, I I hit that wall. Uh, it was a little disappointing because of that. Uh, I, I read this and I was like, "Oh, I guess this is the issue where Cable isn't as good as I thought it was." After after I read it, um, but I'm, I'm hopeful is, that things will get better after we get past the Deadpool stuff. I think I think the first part of it's really well done, and I think yeah, it does yeah. look. And, it's, and I just like the fact that he's like a cocky little teenager who's like, "Look at me, girlfriend. Uh, I'm off." He's like but a then, lovable prick, which is what Kid Cable needs to be, right? Right. Yeah. Ian, what did you think? Uh, I enjoyed it until the tombstone, and then the comic died. Uh, okay. Well, it's uh, it's my turn to be the odd man out. Ooh. I I didn't love the Deadpool stuff, but I didn't mind it at all. Of course, it helps that I have found the Thompson Bacallo Deadpool to be delightful, so I'm more forgiving of him right now than I am normally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've really enjoyed that book quite a bit. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. Let's see what. And plus, I mean, let's be honest, you can only go so many cable issues without having some sort of Deadpool scene, right? I mean, that's, they're, for better or worse, they're they're married in the Marvel Universe. Right, um, right. And I thought overall, like, it was, it was fun, the art was gorgeous, um, you know, I think it's, it's worth mentioning, you know, with Noto doing all of the art. The color work is phenomenal. Like the color sure. scheme and that the first scene of of the flashback of the, of the terrible story, and then the colors in the Arctic, and then 
They're kind of almost subdued, boring colors in like Deadpool Suburban Palace. Um, I think really, really works for me. Um, so yeah, I I wasn't like super excited for the Deadpool stuff, but it didn't take me out of the story like it did for you guys either. So, um, so yeah, so I'll be the I'll be the odd guy out this time. I mean, for what it it, it felt very Deadpool. From when he was there, right. I just right. it just comes down like was it written like like Deadpool should be written? I, I mean, probably it just comes down <laughs> to do you like Deadpool or not? And right. I think, uh, uh, Jason, you have a, a higher affinity for the character than than we do. Uh, maybe a higher higher tolerance. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I yeah, I've said probably a hundred times on this show, maybe a couple times with you guys, definitely a lot when I've done uh, flashback stuff. I. I enjoy Deadpool in small doses. Um, and so showing up every now and then I'm fine with. Um, but yeah, it didn't really didn't really hurt the, this particular issue for me that much. All right. So what would you do rate it then? I, I'm going to give it a pretty solid four out of six. I'm going to give it a three I, out of six. I, I like I the Deadpool stuff isn't great for me, but it didn't like destroy the issue. It was it was a it was a heavy speed bump that took this six down to a three for me. I think for me it would be two, just because it was fine, and then it was like just dropping off a cliff because Deadpool was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, alone makes it gives it at least something to two. Personal personal. Personal Deadpool bias aside, I think it is worth mentioning that the book probably is a a four. Um, but personally, I'd give it a three because he just it's just it's just too much. It's it's <laughs> just dead. It's dead. It's Deadpool, and I just I just can't. I can only there seems to be only two writers that's ever been able to pull him off for me. So like, and then, ironically, Duggan is one of them, but it's just not in this book. Um, I only, like him, I, only like him in team. I only like him in team books. That's clearly it. Yeah. Yeah. I really uh, loved him in the in the Domino book where he was in just like yeah. the one issue, but having fun. And that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, Dan, I'm really curious about your statement. Who's the other who's the other writer you think gets him right? Um, Rick Remender. Yeah. I like oh, him a lot. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, he gave him a soul and a yeah. conscience. And that was impressive. He also made me laugh when he did. When he also made me laugh, and I've never laughed at Deadpool before. Right. Kind of yeah, no, I I love Remender's Deadpool. I think he's probably my favorite. Um, I'm respecting the fact that someone gave him a soul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and in true Deadpool fashion, he farted it out. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> that imagine that as a panel as well. Right. <laughs> Ethan Chimichanga farts out his soul. Yep. <laughs> Deadpool in a nutshell. In fact, I need a t-shirt of, of Deadpool eating a Chimichanga and farting out his soul. <laughs> My goodness. <sighs> All right. Well, that's Cable. Um, so we'll kind of have just a general topical discussion of Empire X-Men. There's been a couple issues of that. Um, most notably, the fourth issue. So, I'll just kind of give my overall this this series. Started us off with this really promising idea of finally 
giving some emotional validity to the story arc of Scarlet Witch. And not that she hasn't had good story arcs since then, but the first time I felt like that really gave like weight in addressing the whole event that led to House of M and, and came out of House of M. Um, and then we kind of sidebar for a couple issues of zombie plant people. And then we come back to this issue. Yeah, uh, it's like, it's like, it's like, I got this story. I'll start it off. I'll let you guys like do whatever you need to do. And then I'll come back to like finish my stuff. Like you, right. <laughs> it's almost like Doug and taken off for the X ex, X swords. And I'll come back to like, continue his story. Right. It's like, you can have the, the garbage. I'll come back and finish it out. Yeah, because I felt like this is a really strong ending as we go back to the Scarlet Witch Doctor Strange scenes, which, and drawn by Jorge Molina, are just fantastic part of the book. Then even the wrap up of the Krakoan scenes are not bad. I actually thought the, uh, the scene between the resurrected Explody Boy and the zombie Explody Boy were quite charming. Um, and it takes up a few pages, and it's just really, really nice. And then the zombie sacrifices himself. There's a whole... I don't really understand what happened to magic. Um, Do not talk about magic. That was an atrocity. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and, then, and then it just ends on a really poignant note. Um, so issue one and issue four, very, very strong. Issue two and issue three could have probably been summarized in a couple of sentences, like in the first page, like in one of the text pieces. Um, but yeah, what did y'all think of the Empire X-Men overall, or particularly this last issue? I enjoyed the first issue, and then it just felt like it went downhill. Mm-hmm. Like, the fourth issue is nicer than the other two in the middle. Like, it's a solid sandwich, and it's just the filling is so bland in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> right. It is kind of a shit sandwich, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And there's there's things to enjoy. I love magic. I don't know why, I just always have, even though I've never known what she is. (laughs) And it just, like, I was down for it. Anything that has magic in it, I will read it. I didn't particularly enjoy it, apart from the first issue and some of the stuff that happened in the fourth. But my biggest gripe, my biggest problem, is what they did with her when she transformed. Why on earth was she so sexual? Like, that look. There was oh. no turn there. That much looking like a bloody prostitute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Limbo. Limbo is sexy time. It always has been. <laughs> yeah. She goes kind of nuts sexually when that happens. And and to be fair, her... Was it all new X-Men? Or X-Men, whichever book she was on when Bakula was drawing her. She was... Basically wearing that outfit. There wasn't a whole yeah. lot of like covering up her her abdomen. Right. Why can't we have like a re-ramp of her and just make it like Emma, where it used to be just a skimpy costume and then become this lovely design later on? They tried, they tried that. Yeah. They tried that, but a straight white man's in charge of a lot of things now. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I do I do wanna say like not as much as Emma, but it feels like like Ilyana has a little bit of control over her sexuality. It's it's slightly less being like taken advantage of and more of her taking control of her sexuality, it feels like. I wouldn't right. say it's as as strong as Emma, but I wouldn't say it's as bad as, as other characters have been. I'll yeah. say unfortunately no difference. There we go. <laughs> Dan, Dan, what did you think of the, the book? You can go fast. 
Okay. Um, I, I really enjoyed the the first issue. Uh, it was interesting to see the horticulture brought back. Issue two was kind of sloppy. Issue three was just like punch, explode, junk, garbage. Um, I was I was not looking forward to issue four. I thought of the people writing it. But then Hickman came on, and we had, uh, uh, as, as Jason went over, the um, Scarlet Witch stuff, which was which was fun, and, and uh, uh, you know delved a little bit more into the, her trying to atone for her sins. I, I, I enjoyed uh, the Exploding Boy stuff. Um, I, I don't think the artwork is that strong in this book. Um, and, and the, but I really did enjoy Ilyana going crazy for a moment and saying, you're my slave, you're my slave, and you, sexy <laughs> demon boy, I'm going to do things to you. <laughs> and she loses it. She loses it and Beast's like, oh, that's embarrassing. And she goes, I regret nothing. It felt very much like her. <laughs> like she's going to yeah. do what she wants to do. So there are moments I really appreciated from, from issue four. Yeah. What was the, uh, the hilarious <laughs> Nightcrawler moment you were referring to? If just that, it, like he doesn't oh, okay, okay. direct, you know, he doesn't right. even say anything, but Liana's <laughs> like, you are mine. Get in the bedroom. I'll see you in five minutes, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, there is one way you could have stopped the whole problem. She has of being a demon. Just put some cocoa and coffee in her face. She would have calmed down. <laughs> <laughs> She's very defensive over that coffee. So, this was kind of like two things for me. So, what could have really been good is Giant Size X-Men, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah that, sure. That would have, <laughs> you would have taken the two bits that I'm most interested about. Scarlet Witch going, I can fix this. And then someone going, you always make a mess. You are useless. And you really do need to actually take responsibility for your actions. Because for, for nearly like ten, two decades now, no writer will slap you on the wrist at all right. Right. <laughs> the, clo- the closest what uncanny avengers where rogue punches yeah. her or something. why would the slap the straight white girl for doing something wrong yeah. <laughs> but anyway <laughs> so much so much <laughs> um yeah so like she's a karen there you, 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 you had her here first what you... <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, so like that could have been giant size x-men scar witch and that would have been yeah. beautiful Right. The other thing I, yeah. I've decided that this book is clearly that exercise that you do sometimes in English literature and in language classes where someone goes, we're going to play round table story. You oh, start yeah. with one thing and <laughs> then you go the next. So Hickman was like, Scarlet Witch resurrects people. And then I believe it was um, Teeny Howard was like, the planet, there's zombies and there's plant people. And then <laughs> then like like a bunch of shooting gallery of drunk X-Men writers. <laughs> all the way around this stupid concept when Hickman was like, right, I'm, I'm just going to pick up what you all wrote. Holy <laughs> like, as a teacher, he's like, um, I'll finish it off. I'll ignore what you've done. <laughs> and um, yeah. mainly ignore what you've done. Go back to my story, finish that bit off, right. and then actually show right. you what humour is. Because right. he literally just goes, all your fun quips. and Because the, the last issue basically goes, all the fun quips that you've been having, I'll show you how to write comedy. Oh, gosh. Speaking and of he, magic... Magic he, being not funny in issue three was one of the most painful things I've ever read. Uh, exactly. Like the humor was literally like toilet humor a lot of the time. And then yeah. Hickman comes and we have we have a beautiful and Molina's art, we have a beautiful nightcrawler with a square squirty water gun <laughs> pistol thing. <laughs> and, like, he saves the day. He even brings back evil beast. Like Hank McCoy being a bit of a 
prick, which right, right. is a through line to all the things. He has done more of Hank, Hank McCoy on Kokoa in those the, those three pages than that entire X Force book has attempted to do with Hank. They've both attempted to do the exact same thing, but Hickman does it in what four pages? Not even that. And right. there's been how many X Force issues where Hank is morally grey, but <laughs> but because he's only morally grey because the color artist has made it darker. Um, you know, <laughs> and, and like it, it is a shit sandwich, <laughs> and it is mental. But so is Empire. It is completely in in um in 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 concert with the utter crap fest that is Empire on a whole, and. All I care for is that he has set up something with Scarlet Witch, which he's been trying to do since they did that whole panel in X-Men where they're like, she's the betrayer or something. Oh, right, yeah. right, um, right. Yep. I feel, like I've, I feel like they're moving that story forward. And, the, and I really enjoy the fact that he decided to sit there and go, Exploded Boy is not a joke. Here's a human moment for him. I'm sorry, Teeny Howard. He is not a joke. Um, you know what I mean? And I thought it was beautiful because he's been played as a joke for pretty much three issues. Mm-hmm. There's like, actually, no, he's a, he's a human, he's a, he's a kid, he's a human being, and he's a really beautiful moment around all the madness. And right. I, I appreciate, I appreciate that. And I think, I actually think, um, issue four, call me crazy, issue four is probably the best book out of the ones we've read. Like issue four of Empire is the best book huh. of all the ones we've read. Today. Interesting. Yeah. So I think it's a really beautiful. Um, it's like a a, cap, a catch a, a, a last minute save of a penalty in a um, they call it <laughs> well it's um, because because this exercise was less a round table and ended up being more a game of telephone yeah where the plot got misunderstood from writer to writer and then it was like time out <laughs> yeah and and I feel like it was such a it's got so much like nuance and also like intrigue in it where. I enjoyed Phantom X, but it's just a, a collection of beautiful vignettes. Um, right. I, I enjoy Marauders, but Marauders is... Um, Marauders? Marauders is Marauders. I'm always going to enjoy it at the moment. Um, right. but, but it's definitely stronger than Cable, and it was definitely stronger than all the other three books. And I feel like it could have been easily been an issue, a done-in-one issue of... The, the plant stuff on Genosha could have been just an issue of X-Men. Where magic and angel and Monet and uh, Madrox go go to uh, go to Genosha to sort out some bullshit, and it could have been that that could have just been an, an issue, and he manages to pull it all home in one issue, and I thought it was quite lovely to be honest. Yeah, and Melina's eyes no, gorgeous. So. Yeah, I really enjoy Melina's pages. I think his beast looks great. Yeah, yeah. his Nightcrawler looks nice. Um, yeah, and even the the middle pages by uh, this Lucas Burnett guy aren't. I thought they were stronger than the previous issue. I'm also not yeah. sure he did the previous issue, so I don't want to. <laughs> I don't have number three in front of me. I think it may have been someone else altogether. So let's find out. I'll pull it up right now. All right. All issues. I want to say it's like Brocardo, maybe the did issue. Andrea Brocardo. Yeah, there you go. Look, I remember more than I thought. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I I agree. It's a it's a strong cap on a weak story that had potential at the beginning, and quickly turned into nothing, and then turned into something again at the end. It went, I'm so glad yeah. I I really pushed for us to cover. Yeah, me too. Because it was on my list to read way later. It really was. <laughs> I I enjoyed three not at all. It was pretty yeah. much like I'm probably. 
I'll need to read four in case it, like, my intent was really to get four and just scan it in case there was anything I needed to pick up on for future stories. And then Georgie was like, oh, no, guys, let's, let's talk about this. I was like, okay, fine. And then I read and I was like, oh, yeah, good call. <laughs> <laughs> I will just say that I enjoy uh, Mad Rocks. I just find him so fun. Yeah. And issue four of uh, Empire is one of two comic books that I've read today, because I've read everything that I need for this podcast. Uh, one is Kitty, um, the moment with Emma, shortly after the service, and the other was that talk between the two Exploding Boys. Those are the only two moments in all the comics I've read that have touched me in a while. Will you show me on this doll where they touched you? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> show me on the doll where Hickman touched you? Is that what you're... <laughs> Oh. All right. <laughs> well, then. I just want the file. <laughs> uh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if have I go a good as... segue for that. <laughs> I don't know if I go as far as Dan saying this is the best book we read today. I do think there is some wonky art in here. But uh, I, as I mentioned, I'm glad we, we went through it. I think there are some great yeah. moments. And I, uh, I think it was a lot of fun to discuss, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm really glad you, you pushed for it. I will say, I do just feel like the obligatory point out that on the podcast that goes snicked, the, the last two covers of this book both featured Wolverine pretty prominently, and he wasn't in any of this story. Those <laughs> so, covers are awful. Those are so covers, atrocious. Yeah, the cover is not selling out. I, I, I look at number four, and I'm like, if, okay, if I saw that on the rack, I would walk right past that. <laughs> it's not a good cover. What yeah. it feels like a cover for a storyline from the eighties, where Claremont's you know drank too much coffee and a tree's eating the X Men. Right. <laughs> right. Strange Academy. Yeah, Strange Academy. The same kind of. But that's a good book. That is a good book. Throughout. Ian loves Strange Academy. So. I really enjoyed the first issue. I haven't read number two yet. If you've enjoyed the first, I think you're going to enjoy the second. It's awesome. it's quite fun. Yeah, it's in my stack. I've actually got a physical copy of that one. But, Ooh, very nice. Yeah. But my, right. stack's, my stack's pretty big. Hey, now. <laughs> uh, that's what she said. Um, humble, humble brag there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost remind me of the days when having a 16-inch copy was a good thing. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Okay. laughs> Oh, boy. Well, I think <laughs> we've gone a little off the rails, and that's heard, okay. Because, we've uh, got, not only did we get insights into Explody Boy, we got insights into the relationship between Dan and Ian right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Dan and Ian, um, where can we find you guys? All of you guys. Oh, you can find me at... I don't know if I should spell this out or not. Animation. I think you should spell it because it sounds yes. like Probably. any Asian. Any Asian. Any Asian at all. Um, just find an Asian on the street and ask for me and they'll find me. I swear. <laughs> I'm telepathically bonded to all of them. <laughs> oh God. I'm to change it now. Never mind, I'll change no, no. it. I'm sure once you spell it is fine. <laughs> And I feel like it's way more animation something. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah 
I was trying to play on animation. Uh, it's A N I M E A S T I O N. Awesome. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> and and what about your Instagram where you build all your gunpla? Oh yes. And if you want to watch some gunpla building, which I need to update because I haven't in a while, it's Bakura Builds. Have fun. Hmm. All right. You can find you can find me and Georgie, but mostly Georgie probably. Uh, um, Excalibur's one on Twitter. If you type in Excalibur's, we're there on on Google on everything. We've um, pod, podbean.com forward slash Excalibur's. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. Well, I think we're everywhere now. What in your brain? It's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess Podbean recently, or maybe not that recently, maybe I just now noticed, um, expanded all the stuff they give your podcast to because I went yep. to Google myself and I was like, whoa, I had no idea. I, I never even heard of this podcast platform and there's my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to publish our most recent episode. I'm like, oh, they changed the, uh, yeah. the UI of, of the, 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 the website. Oh, there's all this stuff now. I need to make sure we're, we're all set up for. Okay. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so speaking of which, like I'm on Spotify now. Now I just got to figure out how to get my music on there. But anyway, that's a whole different, <laughs> whole different story. Um, but yeah, uh, as always, you know, for podcasting, go Snit. You can find us at Snitcast. Uh, you can like the Facebook page if you want, and show notes and stuff for Snitcast.podbean.com. And guys, again, as always, thank you so much for coming on. It was a blast. I had a lot of fun with you guys today. As always. So much fun. Yeah. Loved it. Alright. Well, any any closing remarks? Uh, I regret Snack. nothing. I regret nothing. <laughs> well, in that case, wolf. <laughs> that, that was yeah. for that. <laughs> like, I don't blame her. <laughs> I <Right>? don't. <laughs> I can definitely see that. Right? I'm sure Ben does as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, next time will hopefully be something really cool for episode 400. <laughs> I haven't um, ironed out all the details on that yet, but I'm working on it. Um, so hopefully it'll it'll live up to a a 400 worthy episode. But um, yeah. Until then, uh, go listen to it, Scalbros. Go check out Ian's stuff. And um, guys, just everyone stay safe out there. Um, you know, and with all the all the craziness in the world. Just stay safe, stay healthy, uh, keep your family safe, and um, we will see you next time. So until then, hugs and snicks. Bye, y'all. Bye. 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 And snacked. <laughs>